<laughs> Good morning, everybody. I feel like I've already had church, you know, I don't even, everything in worship just totally went along with my message, and I know it's Thanksgiving in, um, in a, just a couple of days, uh, and for some of us, Thanksgiving might be a difficult time or a hard time. Um, the holidays can be difficult for some of us. Um, and today, a uh, pastor wanted me to speak on Bible hacks, so that's the new series that he's uh, introduced, and he wants me to speak on how to beat depression and anxiety, and we know that in this season, sometimes um, we'll experience that even a little bit more, uh, unfortunately. About 32% of people in the U.S. deal with uh, depression and anxiety. Uh, according to some studies, depression affects one in ten people, including children. If that's true, then there's some of us here this morning. We probably feel really good because we've just been praising and worshiping, and that's one way you can beat that, is spending time in praise and worship, which is one of my, um, my points this morning. But if you haven't dealt with that, you likely know someone that has. And if, if the studies are true and one in ten deals with anxiety and depression, then there's multiple people here this morning that have dealt with that. And that's not something to be embarrassed about. Even as Christians, sometimes we get embarrassed when we're going through hard times. We're like, well, I'm supposed to have the joy of the Lord. I'm supposed to be living an abundant life, right? So it's kind of like, well, I can't really tell anybody, but we need to talk to people and let them know when we're hurting. That's why it's so important to be a part of a community. And even here at church, having friends and people that you talk to that can encourage you, uplift you, give you a prophetic word, um, like, you know, sometimes we're lonely but, and we're struggling and we're depressed maybe. And instead of coming up for prayer um, at the end of the service, we're like, no, it's okay. I'll go one more week. But really, you could be set free of that this very day. And I pray that you are. Um, some of you are sitting in your seat and you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, I don't like this topic. <laughs> maybe you're getting anxious just sitting there. Well, that's a sign that you're meant to be here this morning. <laughs> in my life, I've dealt with uh, depression mainly, but a little bit anxiety. And I've dealt with people in my life that was very close to that dealt very heavily in anxiety. And it can um, debilitate your life. It can keep you from going to church. It can keep you from going to work. It can keep you in your house all cooped up. I see a lot of heads nodding. Right? Because we understand. Anxiety can destroy people and it can destroy relationships. Because the devil's no respecter of persons. Like I said, um, they believe that, you know, all the people who deal with depression, anxiety, children, it starts when they're young sometimes. And you might be able to even look back to when you were a child and how you started to feel kind of depressed and maybe you didn't know what it was back then. I want to encourage you today that God gives us some tools in his word, that can help us to break free of anxiety and depression. Now, I'm not a medical professional, but like I said, I do have a little bit of experience with it in my life, and this is what I did personally to break free of depression. I want to encourage you this morning to ask the Holy Spirit right now to reveal to you what the root cause of the anxiety, depression, fear, rejection, whatever it is that you're dealing with that's coming to your mind, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit right now, what is the root cause? Because the Bible says when the thief is found, he has to return everything seven times. 
what he stole. And I believe this morning God wants to set you free of anxiety and depression and anything that you're facing. I loved it this morning. The worship team did such a fantastic job. Um, I was just like, oh, this is so good. And everything we talked about, we, we, we were worshiping about, and I know it's Thanksgiving, so we're thinking about thankful and having gratefulness and gratitude and stuff like that, which we'll continue to talk about. Um, but it is true that when you praise, the chains fall, because praise is a weapon. That's not my first point, though. My first point is prayer. If we want to beat anxiety and depression, we need to be in prayer. It says in Philippians 4, 6 through 8, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. We must think on the word of God. We must pray the word of God. That's why we do declarations. That's part of, you know, that comes from the word of God, that you're supposed to decree a thing and it is established, right? That's from the word of God. And we need to be thinking about those good things, those positive things, those, those excellent things, not the things that are causing our anxiety, because what we think on is what we are going to become. If I'm thinking all day long, and we're going to talk about this even farther as we get farther, but if I'm thinking all day long, my life is terrible, oh, I'm never going to be able to pay that bill, instead of come, going to God with your request which means we're supposed to have peace after that, right? That's what the verse says, that if you go to God with all of your anxiety and you, you make your request to him, he's supposed to give you peace. Maybe that's partly our fault because when we go to God, we don't really think he's gonna do what we ask. We have to think on things above and not things below. John, 1 John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. How can we know perfect love? I'm a teacher. How can we know perfect love? We have to know God. God is love. When you really know God, when you spend that time with him in prayer, you start to see yourself the way he sees you. You start to see your life the way he wants it to be, right? We're supposed to speak God's will over our lives, not the fear, the anxiety, the depression. Right. We have to speak what God says. We have to know the word of God. If we don't know it, then we don't really know him either. When you experience the perfect love of God, he will cast out the fear that you're facing. You know he has good things for you. When you truly know him, you will know his love. And how do you know him? You spend time with him. When I was going through the, the darkest times of my life, and you might say, oh, you look young. Well, I look a little younger than I am. But I've gone through some pretty dark times. The last three years have been the most difficult and trying time of my life, and there was a time where I did not want to be alive anymore. I didn't make plans, but I didn't want to be here anymore. I wanted to lay in my bed, all day long, and some days I did. 
For me, the only way that I got through it was I spent time with God. I spent time on my floor because I was in a dark pit. And the only way for me to get out of my pit was to be on the ground with my face toward Jesus. Sometimes I would lay there until he, he would speak one word because I needed that one word for the next 24 hours. Some of you have been there and you understand. If you haven't been there, have empathy for those who are going through a dark season and a dark time. They probably want to be alone. They probably don't want you to give them a call, but what they really need is someone to reach out and to say, let's go to coffee. And you know what? They may not have taken a shower all week, and that might be the one time that they take a shower and get up. And it is statistically proven that if you're depressed, you need to get up and take a shower every day to get, because it, it helps you. My darkest times, I had, Jesus was it. Okay, I'm not saying God can't heal you in other ways and, and it doesn't mean that he can't do it instantly because you know, I'm praying today that some of you are set free instantly. But for me, it wasn't instant. For me, it was hours and hours and hours with Jesus. And I'm not saying that to be prideful. I want you to know where I was. And I understand Today, I know who I am in Jesus, and I know he has good things for me. And I'm not saying I never have any doubts, because you know what? We all have doubts sometimes. We can look at Abraham's life. He doubted sometimes, too, and look what God did with him. Amen, right? Praise the Lord. I got to get going. I got six pages. Whew. Okay. Number one prayer. Spend time with Jesus. He will help you overcome fear and anxiety. Number two, praise. That's what we did this morning. That's why we're all feeling so good right now. It's because we were praising. We were in his presence. Isaiah 61, 3 says, To grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil and glad of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. When we praise, it's our, our faint spirit, our sadness, our depression, our anxiety, our loneliness, it flips. When we put on that garment of praise, because praise is our weapon. During our hard times, you have to praise. One thing, I think Bill Johnson said this, the only thing that we can offer to God here on this earth that we can't offer to him in, he in heaven is worship and praise in the middle of our suffering. We know on this earth we're going to suffer. There's going to be trials. But he helps us get out of that pit when we praise. He comes near when we praise. Now we know that Lauren and uh, her mom and Mindy, they're up here with their flags. And, and I think a couple weeks ago I, when I was in here, I had my flag. And to some of us that is, I can't do that. That's not me, right? <laughs> Sherry's got flags too, I think. Um, but sometimes God asks us to step out of our comfort zone because he says, when you step out, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to break. I'm going to break that. Whatever that thing that you're dealing with, that struggle, that stress, I'm going to break it. Now, I use my worship flag, I would say, mostly at home. 
I do use it here sometimes too, but mostly at home. Um, and that's where I really started with it, was at home. And the Lord led me to do that because, number one, it was out of my comfort zone. And it encouraged my time in worship. And I believe that worship is a weapon. And that when we worship, the walls have to come down just like Jericho. If we really believe the word of God, we need to be practicing the things that the word of God says. We're supposed to come before his presence with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Right? We need to do that every day. Sometimes praise is going to be the only thing that is going to get us to where we are right now. Because I'm feeling pretty good this morning. But I can say last night I wasn't feeling the greatest. I was like, Ugh. and I was, I've been excited to come up here to talk because this subject in particular is very near to my heart. But we are all going to experience times that are difficult. Whether or not we get to the point of, of really being depressed or really being anxious all the time. I've been to that point where I was struggling going into Walmart because I was starting to get anxious to, to, to go into a store. Okay. To those of you who have never dealt with anxiety, you're like, what? That's not logical. It doesn't have to be logical. When you go through anxiety, it's not logical, usually. But Jesus can set us free. I think Pastor kind of mentioned this uh, when he was up here this morning about being desperate. For me, 30 minutes a day was not going to get me out of the pit. And I'm not trying to be judgmental to anyone who's struggling in any way. And God can set you free in an instant. But like I said, for me, it took a while. 30 minutes a day is the minimum for a Christian in their walk. So when you're in the pit, you're going, if you're really desperate, you're going to have to get in his presence until, in, in my instance, until he gave me a word, until he, he did something that I was able to, okay, I can get up and take a shower. A lot of us, when you're depressed, you don't want to do anything. In the past, I would say, um, two and a half, almost two and a half years, God has exponentially changed me and my life. And it was due to those times in his presence because you become like that which you behold. When you spend time with God, it's a byproduct. You start having all those fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, right? <laughs> You have all, you start to develop all of those. It's not something you're trying to discipline yourself to, although there is discipline in the sense that if I'm gonna spend time with God, I gotta discipline myself to do that. But if we want him to change us from the inside out, we have to be in his presence. We have to spend time in prayer. We have to praise him. David said in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities. Praise God. Amen. Who heals all my diseases. Amen. Amen. Who redeems your life from the pit. Yeah. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. I like that. It sounds good to me. Amen. Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Sometimes we have to tell our soul what to do. We have to tell our soul to praise, just like the song said this morning. 
Can God heal us in an instant? Yes, again. But many times he asks us to partner with him. Will we always understand it? No, but that's the way he chooses to free some of us. We just have to keep walking hand in hand with him until our freedom comes. Anxiety and depression will steal your joy, your purpose, your destiny. But God says he gives us a hope and a future. Maybe today you're thinking, I prayed a thousand times. I haven't seen myself healed. Well, I'm telling you one more time. One more person can pray with you to come into agreement for your freedom. Being grateful. And Kristen shared this on Tuesday night with our Jesus dinners a little bit, which was so funny because I already looked that up. So when she was sharing what she had read, I was like, that's awesome. Um, Gratitude is the answer for anxiety. According to a 2004 um, study that Robert Emmons and Michael McCullough did on gratitude and its effects against anxiety, they recorded their findings in a book titled The Little Book of Gratitude. In their research, they found that gratitude lessens stress. After conducting an experiment, the participants who practiced gratitude showed a reduction in the level of cortisol, also known as the stress hormone. However, the most profound thing revealed in this study was that not only does gratitude lessen stress, but gratitude and anxiety cannot exist in the brain at the same time. Therefore, a possible solution to when we feel anxious is practicing gratitude. How do we practice gratitude? Tell the people around you that you love them, that you appreciate them. When you begin to think negative thoughts, this is just very basic, guys. When you begin to think negative thoughts, find one thing to be grateful for in that moment. Thank God even for the little things. Pray, praise, take your thoughts captive. Number three. Sorry, it's not a P. Okay. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Anxiety, depression, fear, rejection, whatever it is, they like to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. I always think of it in this term, like God's up here. Anxiety and depression like to come up and they like to go above God. Right? They, they like to exalt themselves against what we know about God, which the way we know is we got to be in the word. Otherwise, we're not going to know. They like to say, I'm always going to be this way. My life's never going to be what I want it to be. I'm never going to be able to afford to buy a house. I'm poor. I'm lonely. I'm not enough. Of course, it's subconscious. So we just think that it's ourselves. Well, maybe in the beginning, Satan put that little seed in your mind. But you don't have to keep thinking like that. You're supposed to cast that down. We have to know who God really is. We have to be in his word to know that. And when we know that, we can trust that he is who he says he is. That he has good things for us. We have to cast those down. We, those imaginations, right? You're supposed to take your thoughts captive. So I'm gonna put those thoughts in jail And I'm not going to let them out because they're criminal, right? The Bible says that in due season, we're going to reap if we faint not. Some of us feel like like fainting today. 
but it's not time. Maybe the harvest hasn't come yet, but it's coming because when whatever you, you, you sow and you plant, that's what you're going to reap. If you keep planting negative thoughts and you, you're not taking them captive, then you're going to reap negative in your life. You're going to reap depression. You're going to reap anxiety. And in Jesus' name, I pray today that you, that's broken off of you. Matthew 24, 13, as I'm ending this morning, says, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. It isn't finished yet. Your life, your purpose, I don't care how old you are, he's not finished with you yet. I don't care how many times it's been, you've been prayed for, we're going to pray today. In Jesus' name, you're going to be set free. Jesus knows the end from the beginning. And he will give you beauty for ashes and joy for mourning. During your time that you're in this kind of like a refining season, this process as you're dealing with anxiety and depression, Jesus is with you. You are not alone. During this time, he's actually going to use that for your good and his glory. Even if it doesn't look good right now, he is making diamonds out of us. He's refining you. If you turn to him, you will come out of the pit. Jesus is reaching down right now, this morning to you saying, I've got it all and I'm gonna pull you right out. But he wants you to spend time with him. Pray, praise, and take those thoughts captive. I believe Jesus is able to set all of the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted. I believe this because I've seen it in my own life. He is a healer of the brokenhearted. He is a wound healer. He is a peace giver. He is no respecter of persons. If he did it for me, he can and will do it for you. I'm nothing special. I'm just a normal person. Okay? It's, I'm not special because I'm up here. Honestly, it's a miracle. Okay? And he wants to make miracles out of all of our lives. When everything has been taken, one thing will remain, the psalmist said, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May we dwell in your house, Jesus. May we drink of your well. We thank you, Jesus, for your freedom. We thank you that your mercy and your grace and your goodness, they follow us all the days of our lives. We praise you, Jesus. This morning, I want to pray for you. If you're dealing with anxiety or depression, maybe there's something else, that root that the Holy Spirit spoke to you this morning that, that you just found. I'm gonna pray for you that God will set you free. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. We love you and we pray for everyone here this morning who has been struggling, maybe they've been struggling in silence, Jesus. I just ask you now that if it hasn't been revealed to them already, I ask that you will reveal to them the root cause of what they're dealing with. Jesus, we thank you that you're setting the captives free this morning, that you're changing us. You're revealing to us what you want us to do, Jesus, and we love you. We thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. We thank you for setting us free, Lord. We thank you for putting new patterns of thought in our minds so that we do not think below, but we think above in Jesus' name.
we worship and we honor you.